The journey to a smoke-free future can be a long and winding road. But if you're ready for a change, consider taking Zinn for a spin. Zinn nicotine pouches offer a fresh way to discover your nicotine satisfaction. Anywhere, anytime. No smoke, no spit, and no lingering odor. Get in gear with the Zinn 10 Challenge and enjoy 10 smoke-free, spit-free days for just $5.95. Order online and start your new journey today. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. Amazing. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, your exercise, and medication decisions. All those decisions can lead to big results like more time in range and a lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count for your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Hi guys, Nancy Grace here. All of us here at Crime Stories are working every day to stay in touch with you and bring you the very latest in crime and justice news all around our country. And now our friends at Sirius XM are making it even easier for you to get crime stories while so many of us are doing our part, staying home and staying safe. This is what they're doing. If you don't already have a subscription at SiriusXM, here's a chance to listen for free. Listen for free. Just go to your app store, download the app for SiriusXM, make up a login name, and you're in to listen for free. Listen through your phone, your computer, Alexa, Google Home, Sonos, any smart TV, so many other devices, but those are a few of them. Don't miss Crime Stories every weekday at high noon Eastern on Sirius XM 111, the Triumph Channel. Free listening for you runs until May 15. Sirius XM, thank you for letting our listeners listen for free and for being our partner. A 
lot of theories circulating about where Don Lewis is today. He's now usually tagged as Carol Baskin's dead husband. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Joining me right now is a very special guest. This is Jack Don Lewis's lawyer, Joseph Fritz. Uh, Mr. Fritz, thank you for being with us. Yes, ma'am. Mr. Fritz, what do you make of all the theories about what happened to your client, Jack Don Lewis? He's presumed dead according to our court system. In my view, there's no question but that he was murdered. So you, like me, are convinced he's dead. He's not just missing. He's dead. As we say in the South, DRT, dead right there. That's, that's exactly what they say. Dead right there. Okay, Mr. Fritz, I, I've got so many questions for you. I hardly know where to start. But I'm going to start with your last response, and that was he was murdered. I agree with you. He didn't just drop dead of a stroke. He was murdered. Why do you say that? Well, first of all, he loved his cats. He really loved those cats. I was there with him. I was there with my son at the predecessor, um, Wildlife on Easy Street. He loved those cats. He never would have just walked away from them, ever. He wouldn't have done it. Uh, he was proud of those cats. He loved those cats. Uh, some force made him leave. Now, I've wait heard a minute, theories. Fritz. I would never leave my children. Okay, I get it. But what about his family? I don't think he would just walk out and not tell his children he was leaving and never have contact with them again from that day forward. I agree. He wouldn't. Why else do you believe he was murdered, Mr. Fritz? Uh, circumstantial evidence. I think um, a lot of people have lied about what went on, what was going on at the time. Uh, I heard a lot of people's remarks about Costa Rica and things of that nature. Um, I don't know who is a murderer and who is not a murderer, but I know who's a liar. And uh, I can definitively who? state that that somebody's lying about it. So, who? Uh, I don't like the words of the power of attorney of disappearance. I don't like the facts and circumstances. I don't like the prior... Uh, a petition for uh, domestic violence injunction. Uh, I don't like a lot of things that were going on at the time. Do I know who murdered him? No, I don't. Well, you said that someone, you know that someone is lying. Who is lying? Well, I read Carol Baskin's response to um, the Tiger King and some of the things she said in there I personally know to be false. Such as? Uh, what my involvement with Don Lewis, for instance. Well, what does she say your involvement was, and what was your involvement? Well, uh, at that time uh, in my life, in my career, I was doing a kind of peculiar kind of law. I was doing uh, animal law with uh, U the USDA that regulated showing animals and, and fish and game, our fish and game at the time which licensed animals, and uh, our local animal control, which basically did the local inspections of, of animal facilities. And I think we got uh, connected because he needed help with his some of his animal issues that were going on. And uh, at the same time, I represented, <laughs> oddly enough, a major bank that had just moved to Florida. 
uh, represented there secured and and there was mortgages notes there was foreclosures there was leases there was all sorts of things going on and that was another thing that don was uh, involved with is making money off investments and things of that nature so we pretty much were a, a pretty close fit into the what he needed and what i was capable of doing and after that i got invited to his home and saw the cats in his home and then wildlife on easy street started on that 40 acres by the mall and I've been there a few times. Uh, I actually went in the leopard cage, well, uh, land tamer's cage, with a pair of leopards there. My son and I went in. And I might parenthetically tell you that I've been bit twice by leopards. But uh, anyway, we became friends. And I guess I would see him. His office was east of town. And my home at the time was further east. So on the way home, Many times I would stop at their office and um, chat with him. The ultimate relationship was friends, pals, buddies, and attorney-client. You know, Mr. Fritz, uh, the more I've looked at and listened to Don Lewis, he seems like such a likable guy. Like you could just sit down in his office, put your feet up on his desk, and just talk. That's how he comes across. But I happen to know he was quite the womanizer. I've heard that, yes. Do you know Have it I to seen be true? No. You're going to take those secrets to your grave. I do not know it to be true. I have never seen it. I never questioned him about it. He never admitted it. He never said anything about it, but I certainly heard a, a solid diet of that, yes. So what Carol Baskin has today, her animal uh, sanctuary, is really what your client, Jack Don Lewis, built long before she came into the picture. Is that correct? Yes. And let, let me correct something for you and for the world. That is not a rescue and that is not a sanctuary. That's a private zoo. Sanctuaries and rescue places, you take the animals to them to, to spend the rest of their life there. They bought animals. If you looked at Tiger King, you saw the first load of animals he bought was for $94,000. You don't buy animals to populate a sanctuary or a rescue. That, that, in my view, is a fraud. It's a private zoo. A private zoo. And it today is a private zoo. Absolutely. With a catchy name. So what do you make of Carol Baskin claiming that it is a sanctuary? Fraud. But why? What's in it for her? What would be in it for her? I, I don't know. I don't know the particulars of it, but I, I truly suspect thousands upon thousands upon thousands of donations and, and um, volunteers doing all the work over there, thinking it's some sort of a, uh, a rescue. It's not a rescue at all. I don't know what money they make out of it. I don't know what money they don't make out of it, but I have heard of, the, of a significant number of people make monthly contributions to that, through the charitable portals and stuff. Mr. Fritz, I want to go back to what you were saying that you know someone is lying and it's all mixed up in what happened to your client, Don Lewis. You said that there are lies about your alleged involvement and your real involvement was that you were his lawyer and his friend. What else has been lied about? What other lies are you talking about? Um, the relationship between Don and I the, uh, how Don and I first hooked up. Uh, she made some comment about a mortgage, which just absolutely was not true. It was off the wall. But why lie about it? 
I, I, I don't know. You'd have to ask her. Tell me about the marriage. If you know about it, I understand that there was a restraining order filed, not granted, but filed by your client against Carol Baskin. What happened? Uh, I've read, I've read the, the, the meat of the complaint basically says he wanted an injunction because she, quote unquote, threatened to kill him. But there's no corroboration, no, I wish, in retrospect, I wish he would have come to me before he filed it. We might have been able to do question and answer and flesh it out more and make some other allegations that he, that could be made. I don't know. Uh, but his just was a naked complaint that said she threatened to kill me. And frankly, I have several things to say. In my view, I don't think that's sufficient to grant an injunction on it. Number two, uh, we as a society generally don't restrain free speech, uh, but there's no overt well, act wait a minute. going Hold forward. Hold on, Mr. Fritz. Free speech that amounts to a terroristic threat or some other sort of crime, such as bribery, a threat, that is not protected by free speech. When you threaten to kill someone, your defense is not freedom of speech under the Bill of Rights. Oh, no. I don't think any judge in America would grant that injunction, to be honest with you. If there had been any overt act at all, like waving a gun or swinging a baseball bat or anything, or somebody else who heard it or somebody else or, or multiple times, uh, we could have, it would have gone forward, I have no doubt. But Didn't just to make an allegation. Did he something about his guns being taken? Well, first of all, my recollection was he wasn't even supposed to have a gun in the first place. Uh, I had understood that somewhere in his past he had a conviction that, that prohibited that. Uh, I don't know whether that's what you're referring to or something else. I know I had to chase down one of his guns that he had under, uh, under a mattress in a motel room in Cincinnati. Uh, and a few other things. I, I, my understanding was when he first met Carol, there was a pistol involved. Um, I don't know where the pistol is. I don't know who disarmed him or, or took it away from him. I have no clue. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Let's get right down to it. What do you believe happened to Jack Don Lewis, and why do you believe that? Years and years and years ago, uh, I heard off the street, and you've been around long enough to know if you hear something off the street once, maybe it's true, maybe it's not. If you start hearing a solid diet of it, there's something to it. But what I had heard was that um, he was uh, strangled from the back seat of an airplane over the Gulf at 50 feet and dropped out over the Gulf. The other day when the sheriff interviewed me, 24 years late, parenthetically, uh, I told them that and they said, they told me that they had heard the same story. So the street is starting to tell the same story to different people, so there's probably something to it. In that scenario, who would be behind your client, Don Lewis? Who would be steering the airplane and who would have the physical acumen to throw him out of the airplane? Well, no, there must have been three people in the plane. The owner of the plane or whoever was selling the plane, which is what I've heard, uh, 
that he was up there. He had bought and sold pl airplanes in the past. He had a pilot's license in the past, although I understand it was suspended or revoked by the FAA, uh, which is why Don liked to fly at 50 feet, stay under radar. He didn't have his squawk on. He wouldn't give you his tail number or did any of the other things that routinely pilots do. Uh, but my understanding was is that somebody, the owner of the plane flew with him on a, on a test flight of this plane, and somebody was in the back seat. I have no idea who the plane was. I have no idea who the pilot was. I have no idea who was in the back seat. Although that scenario is basically what our sheriff's corporal that, that interviewed me from homicide, uh, he, he'd heard the, the same thing. Who his informant is, I don't know. Well, and, uh, Mr. Fritz, let's just follow that through to its logical conclusion. If that were true, and I know the sheriff, Chronister, believes that more than one person is involved in Don Lewis's death. But in that scenario, you would have to believe that the owner of the plane was party to a murder or that he was killed himself. That is uh, a little bit of a stretch to think an impartial owner of a plane takes prospective buyers up in the plane, then a murder goes down, and they never say a word, much less help in the murder. That's a tough pill to swallow, don't you think? Nope. That's that's my Why? working theory. That's that's what I think happened. But who would go Nobody along has a with that? Th huh? Who would go along with an impartial owner of a plane, witnesses or takes part, witnesses a murder, and then never says a word. That's correct. Uh, you know, the point but of the why? matter was is whoever is in the front seat, whoever's in the back seat are co-conspirators in a plot for hire to, you know, I mean, plot to murder for hire. Okay. That's what happened. Okay. In, in my okay. view. Now, now I see where you're going, that the owner of the plane would benefit, get money for his or her part in the murder. I get it. Take us up. I'm going to do this, and I'll pay you. Now... Do you have a theory as to who would have? This is just a working theory. And let me point out, Carol Baskin has not been named as a suspect in Lewis, an official suspect in Lewis's disappearance or death. Who would have done that in your working theory? Frankly, I don't know. I suspect people. I suspect okay. things, but I have no evidence. None. You know, a lot of attention has been directed at Carol Baskin because she obviously benefited from that will uh, and the very <coughs> unusual clause in the event of my death, kidnap, or disappearance, I believe it went, all my entire wealth goes to Carol Baskin. She obviously would benefit immensely from his death or disappearance. I've never seen a clause like that before. I've written quite a few wills and certainly studied it in law school. Have you ever seen a clause like that in a will before? We've talked about that at my law office. There's three lawyers in my law office. Mm -hmm. Among the three of us, we have 100 years of experience this year. All of us have looked at it. All of us have talked about it. We haven't seen it in 100 years. And you've been in for another 40, so we're pushing 150 years of experience that's never seen it. Um, Never. That takes us almost back to the founding of the country. But now hold on. You're his lawyer. Didn't you see the will? Did you ever say, why is that in there? Did, no, I never saw it. I never saw it while he was alive, no. Just like I never saw the, the petition for an injunction. While he was alive. So do you it. believe the will was created 
after he went missing? When was that will first produced? I couldn't tell you. You'd have to ask the sheriff. I started hearing about it later, but uh, I don't know when it first came out. I, uh, Did you have a previous I, copy of his will or any copy of a will? No, it wasn't my job. I was doing okay, some so commercial work for them. Before. No. I was doing well, some commercial work for them. Let's say you had a tiger by the tail. We'll leave it at that. Um, okay, so you've got <laughs> extreme wealth, 5 to $7 million that we know of, plus a highly, highly and unorthodox clause in a will. I've never seen anything like it. Um, as, as if he was predicting his death or disappearance or kidnap. And it also suggests that the bulk of his estate would pass to Carol Baskin if he simply disappeared before he was legally declared dead. It says clearly in the event of my disappearance or death, you get the money. So bottom line, the will suggests that she didn't have to wait till he was officially dead. She could get the money pronto the minute he disappeared. Is that the way you read the will, Mr. Fritz? Yeah, it is. Remember, un under okay. Florida law, you can't completely disinherit a wife anyway. I think they get a, 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 a petri—I forget the word—they get thirty percent. A widow, a widow's a pension. They get a widow's mm, share. Better, well, better of what it. we call. Uh, uh, if you don't give the wife thirty percent, uh, they can elect to take against the will. Is what happens. So, how much money were we talking about, Mr. Fritz? Did he have that you know mm. of? And there's stories <clears> about him burying money, burying gold. I don't know what's true and what's not, but is he the kind of guy that would have hidden money? Uh, you have several questions on the table. First, he probably he had between five and $10 million. I've heard stories about burying buckets of gold. As he'd go through the day, he'd buy gold, he'd, you know, from a broken chain from this person or what have you. Uh, and I've heard that there was a bucket of gold that's never been found. Uh, he is the type that would bury money. Uh, he had significant resources. Um, well, it's not that unheard of, Mr. Fritz. My great-grandmother, uh, who only went to fifth grade, buried money on her farm until she paid for that farm she was renting and the farmhouse and the house with out of jars that she had buried on the farm. So it's not that unheard of. So you no, think not. he would have buried gold? You asked, I told you, he'd bury it, he'd bury gold, he'd bury money, he'd bury everything. Mr. Fritz, I've got one of your working theories about how uh, Lewis went missing. What can you tell me about his place, his, his home, his estate, his uh, butler, and his mistress <laughs> in Costa Rica? Did they see him after he disappeared? I didn't hear your last part of that. Did the people down in Costa Rica see him after he disappeared in the States? I, I don't think so. I can tell you what the Costa Rica thing was. Uh, here, if you engage in exotic animals, you have a ton of regulatory issues. You have to be permitted by Fish and Game. You have to be regulated by USDA if you display those animals. You're regulated under our local animal control regulations. Uh, all sorts of things go on. The, my understanding is, is in Costa Rica, there's a vibrant trade of these animals uh, and virtually no regulation. Uh, so obviously, 
he went over there and was picking up animals and buying animals. Just last week, I saw a picture of me holding my favorite cat, an ocelot, which is kind of an almost endangered South American cat uh, that, that I knew came from Costa Rica because he told me it did. Uh, so many things that Don did were just on the cusp, not in the white area, not in the black area, somewhere in the gray area. For instance, flying a plane without a pilot's license, for instance, buying and selling regula regulated and licensed animals, um, flying 50 feet above the Gulf so you stay off radar. Uh, many of the things he did were in the gray area, and I, that's one of the reasons, if not the main reason, for, uh, for the Costa Rica connection. Did he hide gold down there or silver? Or, or I have no idea. Did he have a, did he have a, a concubine down there? I don't know. I don't know. I never went down there with him. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Let me ask you a question regarding the day he disappeared. At that time, do you believe he was getting ready to file for divorce from Carol Baskin? Do I believe he was? Yes. I've heard stories that it was, it was getting bad enough. To, had he consulted with me over it? No, he had not. The stories you've heard, but, what were they, and are they from reliable sources, someone that you believe? You mean about the, the, the state of the marriage? Yes. Uh, I've heard people that were kind of close to Don make comments about it. Don never told me anything directly. I did overhear some of the cell phone calls between he and his wife that were not, uh, they were heated, but not threatening. Uh, well, you what could would tell they be arguing about? I don't remember. Ma'am, that was a quarter century ago. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Was that common that they argued like that? I couldn't tell you a common or not common, but of a few phone calls that I heard the two of them make, I, you know, there was some animosity there, yeah. How did she manage to wiggle up in his life? How did they meet? Wasn't he married with children? I, um, I've heard, I don't know how they met, but I, I've heard <clears throat> that uh, somewhere probably 10 minutes north of downtown Tampa on Nebraska Avenue, which at the time was not a very nice street. That's the street my office is on, however. They were probably 20 blocks north of my office. Uh, what I've heard was that she had a fight with her then husband and walked out, was trying to cool off or get her fresh air. And Don pulled up and uh, basically they started talking and uh, she got in his van, ultimately. That's how I understand they met. I don't know, however. So according to the lore, he just picked her up off the street. He picked her up out, out of Nebraska Avenue, which did not have a good reputation at the time. Hmm. Well, okay. All right. Were you Do working I need to be for more him explicit? at the time of their marriage? I'm sorry? Sure. That part of Nebraska was known for hookers. Was she one? I don't think so. Question to you. Were you working with Don Lewis at the time he got married? Yes. Oh, wait a minute. They may have just been living together. I don't know. I know, the, I know one of the times I went to his house, you asked me how the house was. The house was a regular house, but uh, it smelled of cats, if you know what I'm saying. Uh, she you was there. Urine. I said cats, but urine will do. So was she was already nice. there in the home. Where was the wife? I don't know, ma'am. 
I was just there just playing with the, the cats. Leading up to the day he went missing, what do you know that happened? I mean, we all know that his 89 vehicle was parked at a private airport and it had his briefcase, his suitcase, keys in it, and it was unlocked. What else do you know about the days leading up to his disappearance? Uh, very little. It was a shock and, you know, a sadness to me. Um, of course, my suspicion turned on you-know-who. Uh, just like the sheriff, just like every other murder case, that you've looked to the spouse first. So, Can I prove it, disprove it? No, I can't. You know, one thing you, you got to understand, uh, Don Lewis would, uh, he was terribly cheap. While he was very wealthy, he was cheap, uh, beyond belief. Uh, he also had a little goats, and he'd go to, uh, for instance, that same van I rode in, and we picked up day old uh, thrown away um, bread stuff like tasty cake and, and bare bread, and, you know. And uh, they paid, I don't know, 15 cents a, a tray, uh, you know, to feed the goats. And there'd be some cheese crackers in there, and he'd pull them out and put them up front in the van for them to eat when they were went to Michigan to buy livestock. Uh, I saw him another time when he had a T-shirt on. I said, Don, I didn't know you had to do something about that. And he said, Oh, don't pay attention to the shirt. He said, I just bought it at a yard sale for 50 cents. Uh, so it was horribly cheap. And every time that he got a deal to get a deal, he, he would take the deal, period. So, uh, you know, all of that, I don't know what he was doing there, but what would have lured him more than anything else is a good deal on an airplane. So that's what I assume happened, that he got lured up to Pilot Country Estates uh, to look at an airplane or a good deal on a plane. So what do you make of the claim he was leaving for Costa Rica? I don't know that he left for Costa Rica that day. So you believe that he was going to Pilot Country Airport to look at a plane for sale? Yes, ma'am. He'd owned several in his life. And I think, you know, if, if I told him I have, a, I have a $500 ring that you can buy here for 100 bucks, he'd be on the road coming with 100 bucks. You know, that's a, a real interesting theory, Mr. Fritz, because... Uh, I've been working under the theory that I was given that he was planning a trip to Costa Rica and he had gone to that private airport. There was no manifest. Nobody could identify him coming through the airport. There was no flight plan, nothing like that. So he never flew out on a trip. But your theory that he was going to look for a plane to buy would make more sense because you don't have to show your ID. You don't have to go through uh, the office and log in that you're leaving, you just show up and you go look at the plane. Um, understand, if Don were flying, he wouldn't want anybody to know he was flying because it was illegal. Let me ask you That's about you. your opinion on the theories that your client, Jack Don Lewis, was fed through a meat grinder there on his at his private zoo, as you call it, or that he was buried under a septic tank there at the zoo. What do you make of those theories? They're blarney. Agree. I've seen that, that meat grinder, the, the output on it is no bigger than a coffee cup, a little bit bigger than a coffee cup. I don't think anything like that could have happened. If it was, there would have been DNA, there would have been hair, there would have been all sorts of stuff all over. Even our sheriff couldn't do that crummy investigation. They would have found that. Under the septic tank, I don't, I don't have a clue, but I don't think so. 
uh, I heard Carol make fun of it on TV. Uh, yeah. The septic tank was years after or, or predated, whatever. Uh, so, so I don't Mr. Fritz, put much I got of that another either. question regarding the sheriff. Uh, not necessarily uh, the sheriff, but the investigation at the time. Do you think an adequate investigation was done into his disappearance? Absolutely not. I think why? I think Walmart security would do a better investigation of a kid shoplifting a CD than the sheriff did in this murder case. Uh, to think that they gave the car back with no forensics, to think that they didn't check radars, uh, to investigate everybody up at Pilot Country Estates, uh, they didn't do a thing that I could see. Why? Why? I have no clue. I have a theory, but um, What's my theory's your theory? just my own th No, I'm not going there. The, okay, um, I understand. What do you think? I will tell you. I will. I will Carol comment Baskin this. No, I want to make a comment. You know, okay. our sheriff's department here is so politically entwined that our sheriff's department creates its own weather. So I don't know why, what what they're doing. I don't know. I, let me give you the example. I was obviously pretty close to the situation, pretty close to Don, and knew a few things. Um, and I know some things that have never been that never been out, brought out before. Why in the world would it take them twenty four years to interview me, Mr. Fritz? When you say you know things that have never been brought out before, such as what? Uh, a one point two million dollar life policy, and the disposition of it. Who was the um, beneficiary? I'm not going to name a name, but there was a beneficiary. Let me let me just put it in, in these terms. And was it paid out? Was it paid out? Let me finish. Let me finish. Okay. Not for five years till he was declared dead by a court. It was paid out. The idea was that they were going to form a trust, and the trust was going to be the owner and the beneficiary of the policy. He disappeared before that could be done. But he had with somebody... And I'm not naming them uh, because they're still a friend, client, pal, and buddy of mine, a current client for that matter. He had left instructions who got what. Uh, when he died, that person was a beneficiary and the owner of the policy. And as you know, being a lawyer, she, she, he could have walked down the street with a million two plus the five years of interest, and nobody could have done a damn thing. I want you to know that five years later, that person wrote the checks just the way they'd been told five years prior. That's honesty. If I practice another 40 years, I will never see that again. Do Why you agree? Why do you say that? Huh? Yes. That's yes, the I most do. honest thing I've ever but seen anybody do. Why do you do. say that? Why do I say what? That's the I most mean, honest thing I've ever seen anybody do. What could they have done? Exactly what they did. Don had written on a piece of paper who got what, which daughter, which this, which that, which everybody. That's exactly the way the money was divvied up five years later. The $1.2 million life insurance policy. Yeah, but it was more than that because I think the insurance company had to pay five years interest until he was declared dead. Yeah. When you say that you know things that have never been brought out other than the $1.2 million insurance policy, what else has never been brought out? 
Oh, I'd have to think that one through, but that's the one that's, that's, that's just glaring. Because it shows you, you know, I was, who in this scenario is telling the truth and who isn't. Can you be specific? What do you mean by that? I thought that was pretty specific. If somebody is... Well, if, not, if everybody, one of the players, not everybody has a JD like you do. A lot of people don't understand what you're talking about that have not gone to law school and gotten a, a law degree. What is your question? When, <laughs> you're telling me, I think, that Lewis, your client, wrote out on a piece of paper how he wanted the $1.2 divided up and that the policy owner or whoever was in charge of that did it exactly what was written down on that piece of paper. Correct. They were and the beneficiary, the stated was, beneficiary and the owner of the policy. Obviously, and I was told that they were, you know, to farm a trust and the trust was going to be the owner and the beneficiary and then divvy it up under the terms of the trust. He disappeared before that trust could be done or before it was done. And that person, when the insurance company paid, and they could have walked down the street, as you know, with a million two plus interest, said, see, I'm sorry, I'm the beneficiary. That's my money. They didn't. They sat down and wrote checks for exactly how they wrote them, wanted it done five years prior. That, to me, is honesty. If you're honest with the million two, yes, you're going to be honest with your questions and answers. Crime Stories with Nancy Grace. Mr. Fritz, what do you make of Carol Baskin's brother being on the sheriff's force at the time that Carol Baskin's husband disappears? I've questioned that uh, a lot. I have no real answer. Um, I know there's, I know there's a, um, you could paint a pretty bad situation out of that if you tried. Uh, but I don't know. I don't have any. I've never met the man. I've never looked in his eyes. I never had an opportunity to see whether I thought, quote unquote, the fix was on or not. I have no clue. But it sure raises one's eyebrows. It may raise an eyebrow. I agree with you. But in itself doesn't prove anything. But I find it really hard to believe that at 3 a.m. in the morning, Carol Baskin was out alone in her vehicle to get tiger milk. At 3 a.m., that's very specialized. They don't drink milk out of the grocery store like we do. They drink something very specialized. Where do you get that at 3 a.m. and your car breakdown and your brother on the sheriff department comes and fixes the car? That's, that's a little bit of a tall tale, it sounds like. Uh, you can't make stuff like that up. That's unreal. Do you believe it? No. Oh, do I believe she was out? Yes. Do I believe the car broke down? Yes. Do I believe her brother said something or did something uh, to her helping her? Yes. Do I believe Tiger's milk? No. So what in the hay is she doing out at 3 a.m. in the morning? Alone in the car. No it's not a crime, but the timing of it is the issue. What do you say to that? Um... I have no reason to think of why she would even be out at 3 in the morning. 
uh, or what she was doing or where she was going or what was going on. I don't have a clue. What did you think when you first heard that your client, Don Lewis, had vanished? Well, uh, for a week or 10 days, I would have hoped that he might have shown up, that he had gone to Michigan to buy more livestock or, or, or Costa Rica and bought some more livestock, but it started becoming pretty clear pretty quick that uh, he wasn't coming back. After you learned that he had gone missing, did you speak to Carol Baskin? Never. Did she ever contact you about his business? No. My only contact was with his office manager. Yes. And what was her information? What did she think happened? You have to ask her. When you contacted her, what was it about? Uh, various things. Uh, some business happenings that were going on, some of the cats, some of this, some of that. She told me that uh, what was going on regarding the office and um, the seizing of paperwork and things of that nature. That I, I heard about all that. Well, what was and going on? Who was seizing documents in the office? Ask her. I don't know. I don't know firsthand. I've heard. And would be the what source What do you make too. of the claims that your client had Alzheimer's or dementia at, near the time of his disappearance? Um, he was absolutely sound of mind. Uh, he was, as I say, oriented times three. He knew the time, date, place, what he was doing, things of that nature. Did he seem a little off? Yes. Was he incompetent? No. I had always put together that uh, one of, or or two, I, he had a couple airplane crashes. And I thought, I just put together in my mind that um, uh, some, that he must have had set some head trauma during one of those things that caused him to be a little off. But did he have Alzheimer's? Hell no. He was as sharp as a tack. Now, why do you say he hit his head in a crash? Do you know that to be true or did you just think that? I never, he never told me about a crash, but I've heard about, I think it was two crashes he had. That's why he had no, uh, his license revoked or suspended by the FAA, I am told. I've not seen it. When I spoke to our, when I was interviewed by our sheriff, the sheriff told me, yes, he had those documents. So again, I believe that indeed he had been in crashes and that he did have his license revoked by the FAA. I just put it together in my own head that he probably hit his head during one of those crashes. Matter of fact, I fly quite a bit by private, and I'm not even, I, I, I don't even know somebody that survived one, much less two. What do you make then of the claims? Why would anyone say he had dementia or Alzheimer's? Why would anybody even hear, claim that if it weren't true? You know the answer to that. I guess I do. You know, you know, sure there's you a do. theory out there that uh, Don Lewis was loaning money to organized crime. What do you make of that? This, that's bull. I agree. Yeah, he, you know, organized crime loans money. They don't borrow money. I'm sure of juice and Mr. vigorous Fritz. and all the other stuff that they do. And usury. They beat, beat people up to get their loans back. They loan money. They don't borrow money. 
Mr. Fritz and all the time that Don Lewis has been missing, do, has there ever been, to your knowledge, a sighting of him, any contact from him, anything that would suggest to you that he was alive? No, ma'am. Was there a memorial for him? I'm sorry? Was there a funeral or a memorial for him? There was no funeral because there's no body. Uh, memorial, yeah. I don't know. If there was, I wasn't invited or notified. Did you, did you have any disagreements with Carol Baskin? No. Have you spoken to his family, Don Lewis's family? What about it? Do I know him? Right, have you spoken to them since his disappearance? They've spoken to them? No. They've not reached out to me. I've left them alone. I still deal with the office manager to this day. Right, right. I'm just wondering how his family took his sudden disappearance and if they believe he took off or that he was killed. They obviously think he was killed. Um, one last question for you. You said that you wish he had come to you regarding that protective order. Why do you say that? <clears throat> well, uh, many times somebody would just throw out a few words and expect the judge to go with it. Uh, a respectable attorney would question many things that happened within, say, six months. Was there any other episodes? Was there any witnesses? Was there any other things that happened? Can we flesh this out? Does this, is this a recurring pattern or a one-time thing? Uh, what were the real threats? Uh, was a gun ever seen waved? You know, none of that was there, nothing. It may be, it may not be that uh, I would have, if, could have sat with him and questioned him and filled out more to give the judge more to, uh, to go on. Uh, but just to flat say that, uh, I don't think any judge in America would enter an injunction based on that. And I will also say, let me say a sexual matter too. Back 25 years ago, it was almost laughed at that a woman would hurt a man, but if a man went hurt, threatened a woman, you'd get an immediate injunction. So to the extent that's sexual, I'm making a sexual remark, okay? But 25 years ago, that was the way it was. Not so today. You know, I find it really interesting, and all the time you knew Don Lewis, he had never filed a restraining order before. You say that he was of sound mind, and... Uh, I believe you said lucid times three. Something must have made him go and try to get that protective order. He had never done it before, but he did it then. Sure did. As I say, I he wish sure he would have come did. to me. Uh, you know, we might have, maybe we wouldn't, maybe we wouldn't, but maybe we would have been able to flesh it out, put some more allegations there, uh, some corroboration. Uh, so that wasn't just grabbing a phrase out of midair and saying that's enough, and it's not. It's not. It is if it's believed, completely believed. Now, how do you make somebody? How do you make a judge believe that? Corroboration, witnesses, other incidents, things of that nature. But to just blow just blow the words out on a piece of paper, somebody threatened to kill me. That's not enough. Mr. Fritz, do you think we're ever going to find out what happened to Don Lewis? Well, that's one of the reasons I'm sitting here. Uh, I want to keep the ball up in the air as long as we can 
somebody is one day, uh, there's more than one person involved in this. Chad Cronister says the same thing. The, the corporal of homicide that I spoke to says the same thing. One day, one of these people is going to stub their toe and want to get out of jail free card. And that's when something's going to happen. Do you think a reward would help? Yeah, a reward of not serving a life sentence. What do you think about Ann McQueen's story or what she witnessed? Ann McQueen is 100% reliable and a decent individual. Are you going to interview her? Bottom line, you. Yes. Ma'am? Are you? Yes. I'm going to. Yes. Ask her about Hope the policy. So. The life insurance policy? Ask her. So you think the only way this case is ever going to be cracked is if someone, if it comes to push and shove and somebody's looking at a life sentence? Uh, some kind of sentence. Um, they're going to want a deal. They always do. Yep. Mr. Fritz, what's your message to whoever killed Don Lewis? One day. Sleep well. One day. Mr. Fritz, thank you for being with us. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zen Nicotine Pouches deliver nicotine satisfaction anywhere, anytime, which means Zen pairs well with you, your personality, your schedule, and your spontaneity. Zen fits easily into your bag, pocket, and into your life because it's smoke-free, hands-free, and hassle-free. So the only person who will know you have a Zen pouch in is you. Visit Zen.com or head to your local convenience store today to find your Zen. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Pause for a big thank you to our partner making today's program possible. It's Dexcom. With the new Dexcom G7, you get better diabetes results without those awful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or to your watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affect your glucose. It makes it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take more control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's so easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com slash compatibility. Thanks, Dexcom, for being our partner. 